0: which is the one, one of the reasons why when I meet with young girls, I don't care where in the world it is, I don't want them to know Michelle Obama, the former first lady. I want them to know Michelle Obama, that
1: girl from the south side of Chicago. She's an author, a lawyer, a health advocate, a former first lady. And the characteristic I'm most proud of is that she's from the south side of Chicago. Her 2018 book Becoming was a wonderful look into Michelle's life leading up to the White House and beyond. And I remember the book becoming because it was one of the last Christmas gifts I ever purchased for my mom. When I traveled home and found Michelle's book next to my mom's Bible in her bedroom with folded pages and notes to decide, I knew my mom, like everyone else, deeply loved our forever First Lady. I drew a sense of pride knowing that many of the Chicago Southside streets I walked past were the same ones Michelle walked. In our modern culture, Michelle Obama has become one of our best role models for the modern black working mothers out there. And she's back with another book tour with her recent book release, The Light We Carry.
0: The woman who needs no introduction for real, Michelle Obama! The book came from people asking for guidance. When you get to those low emotional places, it's hard to find your life. No ego, where we go? Start with the thing that is small, control what you can. That's right. We have to be honest about real marriage and the work that it takes to build a life with another person. It's like all hashtag relationship goals. And I'm like, I was mad at him in that
1: picture. Recently, I purchased The Light We Carry for a birthday present to myself in anticipation of the release of the new Netflix documentary based on the same book title. I wanted to have the same experience of reading through her book in the same way my mother read through Becoming back in 2018. When purchasing any book, I know we look at the book cover and determine if that perfectly framed manuscript is coming home with us. Remember Barnes and Noble, your local bookstore, the library? (laughs) And I know you've heard of that old saying, never judge a book by its cover. Well, in terms of purchasing books, whoever told you not to judge a book by its cover didn't exactly know what they were talking about. From the typesetting font to the slight light illuminating Michelle's face, the attractive book cover can just draw anyone in, especially if you're a supporter and love the author. Getting that book cover in photography for someone like a former first lady is extremely important, especially in book sales. Our guest today, Natalie Stokes-Peters, knows a little something about how to create and design a great book cover, as she brings 20 years of experience to the table. Today, Mr. Womble and I will review the documentary, The Light We Carry, and then I will sit and talk with our book design expert from On Point Book Design, Miss Natalie Stokes-Peters. It's important to remember in book publishing and beyond that hashtag all book covers matter. I'm Val, The Voice Johnson, and this is Interludes.
2: Interludes, a Peer Lighthouse production. This episode is brought to you by
1: On Point Book Design. They help you with your manuscript to finish book, and they make sure that everything is on point set up a consult with them today
2: and now all the way from the south side of chicago give it up for your host val the voice johnson
0: The light we carry is in all of us. It's our responsibility to share that light. Going high begets more of it. That's why we do it. I was built for great- tell the story of when you met my kitchen table. Yeah, yeah. It's not in the book, but... Um, see, I wasn't going to tell that story. I didn't know I could tell that story.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> I am excited about this She's lady right about. here. I know that hey. lady. She's from the
3: south side. She's
1: she from the south side of Chicago.
3: She went to Whitney Young and stuff.
1: I know, I know, and <laughs> I got a wonderful privilege to go ahead and Read the first chapter of this book, because it's pretty It's pretty intense. The introduction is intense, too. Over the weekend, I got a chance to watch the documentary on Netflix, where it was a last stop for Michelle Obama on the Light We Carry tour. And of course, she got the queen of all to interview her. That would be who, Michael?
3: Uh, Oprah Winfrey, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. He wrote it to me. So, yeah, that's uh, Oprah. that's The special is the same name as the book. Flotus is floated back into our lives. Thank goodness if we were missing her. So, our forever first lady, Michelle Obama. The special on Netflix her. is the same as the uh, book, the new book, The Light We Carry. And this is the follow-up to the phenomenal bestseller, Becoming.
1: Oh, my gosh. And the one thing that I was really remarked by was how I, the, I felt like I now was this kind of... They, like just that, that, what, what they just pour buttermilk
3: on Michelle. Is that what you remarked about?
1: What am I remarking about?
3: They just pour buttermilk on Michelle. It just flows. Her clothes just flow like that. How you do
1: that? It's it's called having an excellent stylish. She looked very comfortable. Oprah looks very comfortable cuz her shoes are flat. So I'm thinking to myself, you have this woman approaching 70. Don't look a day over 50, 40, whatever number. Pick it. It's not close to the number she's is. And then Michelle mentions in the documentary that she's approaching 60. Doesn't look it doesn't look like it. Sorry. I don't I don't see age. All I see is I I felt like I was eavesdropping on a conversation between two professional women meeting back up for the second or third or fifth or 10th time. Part of that, what did they say in the documentary kitchen table situation?
0: <laughs>
3: oh yeah. Well, she said, uh, uh, yeah, her, um, right. Her kitchen, her table kitchen, right. You know, cause mm. it, when they talk about a uh, kitchen cat her kitchen cabinet, right as a president the president has a cabinet has the you know the vice president uh secretary of state and all that so barack had the his cabinet and she had her cabinet the people that were around her her kitchen cabinet
1: mm-hmm. and, and when i think about when you are have your friends that are kind of in your inner circle and to kind of hear about her breakdown, down how some people are in the, in the inner circle. She didn't use those words inner circle. but And then some that could not, I love to say, couldn't make the climb as they got more successful. There were friends that stuck around that were true friends. And then there were some that couldn't take the altitude of the climb of the Obamas from being in the White House and then beyond and michael how do you i mean how do you feel about that thinking about your friends and your personal inner circle like i i don't have a lot of friends in in the inner circle i got, a, I, got I feel like i got a lot but not a lot yeah you know
3: <laughs> well well as as michelle said uh for her kitchen table uh, she said some of her friends, uh, they lost the oxygen. They lost oxygen. They couldn't make the climb. <laughs> that's, that's how Michelle put it. Um, you know, and, and she it was it, really interesting really? is that there are many of her friends from Chicago. When Obama's lived in Chicago, when he was mm-hmm. a state senator and then comes the U.S. senator, they did make it with her. Some of them mm-hmm. did, some of them didn't, and some of them she said she had the slow ghost. Um, that you, know, was you don't hilarious. cut them off, you don't cut them off right away. You just become less and less available to them. So you know you answer calls just a little bit slower, to the point that you don't answer them no more. And then you have your staff come in, you know, kind of clue them in or what. I wish, I wish you had, I had a staff where I could could do something <laughs> like that. I mean. And, and, and so there was so much of these little pieces that she shared in there. Because really, uh, you know, um, you know, Val, you got the book. And, you know, so you had some interest in her. After I read Becoming, I really thought, like, is there more that you could say? Because she said so much in that book. And that book was, I, I thought, was excellent. It was a book becoming. that, you know, yeah, becoming kind of, there were these, you know, book clubs presented. I think mm-hmm. uh, at the time uh, when it rolled out, I remember uh, civic groups, sororities, uh, oh yeah is where we're reaching out to especially young black women uh you know teens and, such, and they were bringing them the book and there were these book clubs for them and they kind of go through it and there were so many pearls of wisdom i'm like does she have anything left i mean what's what's the light we carry gonna have and i know read it and, and it has a lot right
1: i what he she mentions this in the documentary and this is what comes immediately in the introduction when i read through this is her relationship with her father and how they watch the disease of ms slowly deteriorate his being able to move but them him having this personality or joy of i'm gonna laugh it off he was starting to fall more as he got older and he you know worked and was there as a provider but just kind of she drew strength from mm-hmm. his physical weakness from the disease and well, he she was talked, a strong man and he's a and very strong man yeah I think some mm-hmm. of the
3: things that people miss and, and and I just want to add this before I forget about mm-hmm. is that um you know we see so many pictures that we saw her her mother uh uh Marion Robinson there Obviously. in the White House and she was there to help the family to help take care of Sasha and Malia as they were young and both of their parents were extremely busy so Mm -hmm. she was there so we think about Michelle's connection with her mom but Michelle's a daddy's Mm -hmm. girl she is a straight up daddy's daddy's girl girl. and you got that out 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 of in Becoming she kind of talks about that and then you know she reminds you here I mean at any point at every point even comparing her husband to you know her father like her father set her up for the type of person that you know that is worthy of her time and
1: attention
3: and it just so Mm -hmm. happened you know that dude from Hawaii was lucky enough to be you know in that picture (laughs) I know I know
1: and uh one of our one of our 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 watchers is is saying that she love 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 the slow ghost comment
3: oh yeah i mean i'm like i gotta i gotta hey, there's a couple people uh you know i'm certainly gonna use that on uh i don't want to ignore anybody but I when i wanna... see him i, I give them a head nod maybe or half a head nod but then no head kind of like this yeah and then soon <laughs> they'll just disappear you know and it's for the best right
1: Right. So, if you are interested in reading, <laughs> if you're interested in reading, and you know what, Michelle Obama has a podcast like us. She does. It's on Audible. She, yeah,
3: she does good for her. Yeah. Like and, give one to everybody, huh?
1: <laughs> well, here's the, here's the thing: is that she had books to promote, and then oh. Early in the book, she definitely talks about the pandemic and how she watched from horror. And this is as this is what she also mentions in the documentary about the decisions that the current administration was leaving. That was that was that, that what they were making. It seems as though I never heard his name, but we knew who they were talking about. And I was thinking, how respectful. And even in the book, she's it's very similar. Like it's the. Um, I saw these things happen, and I I, I watched in shock. Right, as, she know, never
3: mentions he, Agent Orange by his
1: name. Never mentions his name, which she was never a, which to me. The big baboon. But here's the here's the thing: going high uh-huh. and, and and going low.
3: <laughs> yeah, she goes high. I'm, a, I'm going low on it.
1: The idiot. She usually goes low at the kitchen table to get it out isn't that a good place to yeah
3: yeah it is you know and and i mean and and really you know president that followed her husband president 45 uh you know he's known by the name that he answers to most often now which is uh will the defendant please rise
1: oh ouch wow wow mr womble wow <laughs> the defendant is here. The defendant. Okay. That's 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 what he's known as for right now.
2: We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors.
1: On point book design. Everyone has a book inside of them, right? With over 20 years of experience, on point book design has been helping authors with cover design, ebook set, and getting your book ISBN registered. From manuscript to finished book, they make sure everything is on point. Book a consult with them today at onpointbookdesign.com or email Natalie at onpointbookdesign.com. And now back to our show. Welcome to another edition of Interludes. I'm your host, Valve Voice Johnson. I'm really excited to have from San Antonio a book designer who has over 20 years of experience in publishing and she is the one of the point people from On Point Book Design. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Natalie Stokes-Peters. How are you this evening? Hey,
4: Val. I'm doing great. I'm doing well. Yeah. It's warm in Texas, so I'm happy.
1: Yes, and it finally became warm in Chicago. I am so excited about that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Book designing, that means that you are someone who oversees how a book looks <laughs> and yeah, one of the basically
4: books, yeah basically, basically. Mm-hmm. that's what book designers do right like we try to take the content that someone has we try to take their energy and we create the inside of a book and then we create the covers now most people don't even notice the inside of books but once you're in the publishing world it's just kind of mm-hmm. like wow look what they did oh they did this and you know and sometimes that's the The beauty of it is when I have a client come back and say, wow, you incorporate elements inside of this book that really reflect who I am. And it's a beautiful book. So that's what we do.
1: That's wonderful. And you know what? I recently just did this for my birthday. I purchased the Michelle Obama, The Light We Carry. And this is a book that I know I'm going to enjoy reading. And just the design of this shows a light over her head, which you know, I don't know if that's a thing. However, her this book will be a part of the Netflix series that she'll be, you know, talking with Oprah. And mm-hmm. Oprah used to do this wonderful thing where she would highlight books on her show. Right. Which books from your past have really made a cultural impact upon you?
4: Oh my gosh, that is a <laughs> hard question to answer. Is a hard question you know there are several books i think that the books that most impact me um being a black woman are the books that highlight our beauty highlight our essence highlight who we are as a people like it mm-hmm. doesn't matter whether we fit into some one mold of, of of something or another and so that's really hard to answer i will say that um deborah willis does beautiful books i call them coffee table books with images in there and mm-hmm. so she does some of the most beautiful books that um that I've come across. So that that influences me.
1: Oh, wonderful! Has there ever been a book that's been published that was that literally became either a film or a film based on a book? Do you have a film that you know that was based on a book that's your favorite?
4: Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, um, there are some like Toni Morrison's Beloved, like mm-hmm. people didn't necessarily like it but i felt like her movie of uh, the movie captured her book very well the essence of her book very well and it, it helped me see on film maybe what she was thinking when she actually wrote it in the book um octavia butler recently had a series done on one of her books kindred now octavia mm-hmm. butler is a beautiful wonderful above all else science fiction writer as she was she's passed away she's transitioned mm-hmm. But, um, the series, I think the series got canceled, but, um, I, I, there's like this thing of where I I love, I have a book that I love Mm -hmm. and then they make a movie and you either love it or you hate it based on how close. So I, I try not to see a movie too close after I read a book because then all I can do is find out what was different, you know? And so I like (laughs) to, you know, I like to, to give some time between reading a book and a movie that was made. So, um, but there's so many, you know, and then and the yeah. other thing is that often I find and you'll see it in the credits sometime. Well, they they'll say based on a book by so and so. Wow. And that means it's not going to follow exactly, you know, mm-hmm. to how the book went. But um, I will tell you one of my favorite authors and I wish they'd make a movie out of some of his books is Percival Everett. Um, I recently mm-hmm. read a book from his called Trees. And that Mm -hmm. book is just like, oh, my gosh, if they ever made that into a movie, I'm sure I would love it. I would laugh. I would cry. Um, I'd have the full emotional experience from that.
1: (laughs) I have to say that I have loved books that have been translated into series and movies by Walter E. Mosley. He's one Mm -hmm. of my favorite uh, authors. Mm -hmm. And as I think about biographies and definitely books that look wonderful or the design is wonderful Uh, one of my favorite actresses who has transitioned on Cicely Tyson she was in literally she was getting ready to promote just as I am a memoir and it literally was a beautiful coffee table size book where she was able to you know talk about it and and literally promote it and I was excited to see this this be kind of her memoir where you saw these wonderful beautiful pictures of her from the 60s 70s all the way up until to now we're celebrating 50 years of hip-hop this year and one of the folks that you mentioned that you were trying to that you've seen and you love the design of his recent book is a rap artist chuck d from public enemy he's got a book called living loud what can you yeah. tell me about that design? And if you got it with you, let, let's let see it. <laughs> I do.
4: Of course I have it right here, right? I've got, mm-hmm. I keep a lot of my books close by that I just love to look at. But Chuck, this is Living Loud. This is the book. It's, wow. it's a huge book. It's absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. And my mouth watered, like when I opened this book up, like I had heard he did, he did the book and I was like, oh, let me order it. I did not expect what I got because hearing him talk about it You know you in any of the interviews i saw he didn't have the book with him so when i got it i got this book and i'm just kind of like oh my god and it's filled with all his art and he talks about how he was an artist um before he even you know started to write and so Mm. this goes way way back and um and, and in this book i'm in love with it i gave it to a friend of mine who's an artist and i gave it to him and he was like oh my god that book is wonderful because he not only gives you memoir so he gives his story in the book but Mm -hmm. when you see the pictures and the art that he's drawn around those images um it's just absolutely wonderful i love the way that they did the the typography in the book as we would say you know there's places where it's his handwriting and you can i I can just see he says he like in the book he talks about how he writes his best writing comes from when he's driving And he always keeps a pad and a paper nearby. And then he's got a picture of him, like parked of a car parked where (laughs) you can see where he probably had a great idea. And he's like, I need to stop and write. And so it's, it's history. It's memoir. It's art. This book here to me is just like, it, 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 this is, this is one of the most beautiful books I've seen. It really
1: is. Oh my gosh. And I, there's a good friend of mine who told me that, the cover of your book is literally the most important part of the book because it draws someone in to purchase it. Would you agree with that and why?
4: Well, I do and I don't. Of course, the most yeah. important book is the content, right? That's the mm-hmm. most important thing because I've seen some beautiful books and you open them up to find out what's inside. And it's like, huh, that was a <laughs> letdown, right? Oh, no. But so, so the deal about the cover is that's the first thing anybody's going to see. But Mm -hmm. I believe there was a study done that said people spend about two seconds on a front cover before Mm -hmm. they decide if they're going to even turn around to the back cover and read it. And then there's like another three seconds they'll read spend on the back cover to decide whether or not they want to buy it. Now, I'm a book lover, as you can tell. So, you Mm -hmm. know, it's just kind of like I hear about a book. I'm like, I want it. Right. So that's important to me. But Mm -hmm. your cover has to reflect what's inside. I have um, I've been in the like you said, the book business for over 20 years. And I've seen some covers that wild me. And then there's some covers that just fall flat in terms of the content. Um, but there's a there's a creativity level that's needed for book okay. designers. You just cannot pop. You can. I don't like it when people just pop out book, pop out a book, and they look and the cover's the same. You know, when you get this and you're yeah. like, there can be no other book that's done like this because it's, it's his true. artwork, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's just like the thing to where, yeah, the is important for me. Mm -hmm. And as a designer, it's important to everyone else. I will tell you this too though. Mm -hmm. There are people who do books and um, as a designer, I really Mm -hmm. want what the author wants for their book. Um, Mm -hmm. But I will tell you, I've had some people say, hey, my daughter drew this picture. Can we use it on the cover? And it's like, (laughs) maybe. But I would suggest we put it on. So there's pages inside the book. I'm like, maybe we could put it right behind that copyright page. Like maybe we could do that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so 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 one of the things as a book designer, you just always have to think about what's going to grab somebody's eye, what's going to tell the truth about that book, and then mm-hmm. help get to a place where they like, you know, where where readers are going to like it, where the author likes it. Um, and I do classes. Like when like there's times when mm-hmm. I do classes with people that talk about good design versus bad design. Mm-hmm. um not that anything's a bad design even though i just said that but there's some that are gonna really strike people and so i just give them a little bit of the do's and don'ts around um what to put on it and what not to put on it this is clear you're like this is clear right you can get, <laughs> get an art book when you do that i'm like it's clear and mm-hmm. so you know there. so that's what that's that's my little bit about the cover anyway
1: <laughs> i know with series books that are series they have a tendency to use, and, and this, I know a little bit about design, they tend to use the same font. I, when I look at certain magazines, um, Essence, Time Magazine, they're using the same fonts. And when you're working with the people, your authors, your excited authors that say, okay, Natalie, I have this book design in mind and there's this particular font or just as you just said i want to use my kids my kids picture here what makes the best marriage between the authors ideas font wise picture wise versus what you bring with the design what's that marriage looking like
4: so (laughs) how i try to marry it again and i i use um I use style guide. I use the Chicago manual of style as a style guide. Now it won't tell you to use this font or that font, but there have been studies done that says how easily it is to read certain fonts. Right. Like literally, it's like, oh, if you use this font, people are it doesn't stress the eyes out. And so there's a group of fonts that won't stress out your eyes that you can use um, for text. Right. Yeah. But when it comes to your chapter names or the on the outside of the book, you can be as funky, you know, as fun, as <laughs> as, as suave as you want to be, be. But but it still has to be legible. Right. Like somebody still has to be able to read it. So I like to put the creativity and the elements that will draw people in reading the content just needs to be easy on the eyes and I, and and it's a um it's a and my husband will tell you all the time when i'm reading a book i'm like oh this book is so hard to read you know the font's too big the font's too tight and you know but only you know only geeks like me see that stuff so oh I yeah know. so so there are some that are standard but it's um we i try to stick to those that have been studied and 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 deemed to be easier to read.
1: Right. There was a time and I don't know, I think it's still happening where authors go to bookstores and they get their books signed. They sign mm-hmm. their books and they hand them off to their fans or the people that are avid readers. Is that something that's going away? Or do you think that will always be a standard for an author oh. to get out in the, you know, now that we're a little bit past the pandemic, going out and and meeting the people and reading from the book and then having it signed. Do you think that that's a lost art or should that continue?
4: No, I think that should continue. I think Mm -hmm. it should continue because it makes it just that more valuable. I know there are authors who who even during the pandemic, you know, the, the publisher would send them copies of the book so they could sign and then you send it back so then you could still order one that was signed without having to be at a book signing.
1: Die. Um, yeah. and mm-hmm.
4: so I, you know, plenty of the books that I have to, I'm going to have to separate off my books for, um, whoever gets my collection when I'm, when I'm gone to say, these are the ones you really want to keep because they've signed it. I've got a book from Nikki Giovanni that she published Ooh. in the sixties. Mm-hmm. And I went to a reading of hers in the eighties and I took that book. It was my mother's book. And she was like, where did you get this? And I was like, oh, that was my mom's book, you know? And so mm-hmm. that's where it comes You know, that's the, um, that's where I got this book from and she signed it and so I always loved signed books
1: always love them yeah and I have I have I have two signed books from Walter E. Mosley and one one signed book I'm I I regrettably I gave it to an aunt it was Paradise from Toni Morrison so those are the ones that I I definitely cherish oh and then also I have a couple of books signed by Elin Harris I don't know if you remember that author Mm -hmm, mm but I was I was crazy about his work so On point book design, what do you guys do for the self-published author and what are some of the things that you're offering for people that need your services in design, book design? Yep.
4: So that's what we do. We take an author who's like, I want to get my book published and mm-hmm. um and we help it it's um many people describe it as birthing a baby because they've worked on this manuscript we bring it in we create this and they're like oh my god i love it right and so what we do is we take that manuscript we we design the book for them if they want mm-hmm. to we can design the covers for them and then they can go off in the world now i'll also coach people on where to, how to file your copyright how to get your isbns all those other technical things i provide mm-hmm. that for people as well so um that's that's the whole package that we do so i would just say anybody who's thinking hey i've got this book and i don't know what to do next that's when you want to contact me again i've been in the publishing industry for 20 years and so Mm. i bring a whole lot of knowledge um a whole lot of knowledge on the whole process when you come to when you come and work with us that's what i get to bring
1: Mm. well that that's a lot and that is a brilliant way to definitely let people know you have this book And I love how you say it's birthing a baby and working with a manuscript because there's a few people that I know that are authors and they've been birthing for years. (laughs) It's not like a nine month process. They've been birthing a a great book for years. And I know they would definitely be have a way to benefit from on point book design and your company with helping out with that. If people wanted to find out more information about you and on book book design and other things that they would want to know about, publishing in that regard what you do where would they go
4: well we, our website is onpointbookdesign.com mm-hmm. and i always say everybody has a book inside of them are you ready to publish yours contact mm-hmm. me if you got that book inside of you you can reach me at 443-691-1386 or natalie at onpointbookdesign.com
1: oh my gosh natalie stokes peters thank you so much for joining me on today Thank you for having me, Val. Go and read a book, guys, and support your local authors. That's my message to everyone. I'm Val The Voice Johnson, and this is Interludes. To see the review of the light we carry from our Talk on Tuesday's episode, please visit our Interludes YouTube channel. To watch more clips with our special guest and sponsor, Natalie Stokes-Peters with On Point Book Design, please visit our Patreon website at patreon.com forward slash interludes. Have you seen it? It's the weekly chat with EP Michael Womble, Coach Tony Thompson, and host Val The Voice Johnson. Interludes Extra presents Talk on Tuesdays. Join us and other special guests as we break down the latest topics surrounding music, movies, and sports every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, live in our chat on our Interludes YouTube channel, Facebook group, and now on Pod TV on Roku.
2: Interludes. Original concept by Valerie Johnson. Written by Michael Womble. Produced by Michael Womble and Valerie Johnson. Original intro and outro music produced by Kendall Nesbitt. Interludes, a peer lighthouse production. This episode is brought to you by
1: Interludes Extra Presents Find Your Voice on Patreon. See behind the scenes with interludes, tips on how to become a podcaster, and merch featuring our interludes logo. Become a friend, a fan, and join our VIP podcasting community today by visiting the website, patreon.com forward slash interludes. Become a future sponsor or advertiser on our podcasting platform by visiting our website today.
2: To subscribe to our YouTube channel, or join Interlude's Facebook group, visit the website Linktree slash Peer Light Media. That's l i n k t r dot e slash Peer Light Media.